welcome to Gabbing Gilmore. I'm Jackie. And I'm Catherine. We're sisters, moms, and in our humble opinion, Gilmore Girls experts. So round up the last 40 maids and get those walnuts off the salad as we stroll through Stars Hollow. Hey townies, how's it going? Hey. Hey Jackie, how are you? Hey Gaff, doing good. Good. We have, it's funny that we're like, yeah, good, 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 because we have this big emotional topic coming up. It's true. We're trying to be good. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about Emily's most emotional moments. Um, before we get there, though, if you love the podcast and you've been listening for a little while, we'd so appreciate if you would leave us a review on Apple. It truly helps us reach more Gilmore Super fans, and we would so appreciate it. Yeah. All right. So, like you mentioned, yeah, we're feeling all the feels today. Yeah. We are talking about the top 10 moments that Emily Gilmore made us cry or touched our hearts or made us just stop and go, whoa. Yeah, because she's such a tough broad usually. <laughs> yeah. So when she opens up, it's like the waterworks yeah. just come out. Yeah, or you just sit there staring like, whoa, did Emily really just say that? Yeah, so I we know. wanted to review those. And we decided to rank them. Yeah. Make our top 10. And then, so for each one, we're going to dig into why this was different for her or, you know, where it was coming from and whether it really had any impact on her relationships um, or, you know, her personal character. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's funny, Jack. I was driving to get you this morning because townies, you may know, we, we record this in person <laughs> together, which is so fun. So I was, I was going to pick up Jackie and I was thinking how, you know, we've thought about talking about all of the really poignant emotional moments on Gilmore and kind of ranking those by top 10. Yeah. The funny thing is so many of them for me are Emily moments. Yes, they sure are. Isn't that weird? Well, I think it's what you were saying is that she is such a strong personality with such a hard exterior and so many walls that when her character is different, yeah. it really does make us stop. And so, yeah, and it yes. usually involves a few other characters and some pretty intense storylines. Definitely. So we thought it'd be fun to rank them. And then we have our own top three. So individually, we're going to talk about what our one through three is, what mm -hmm. mine is, what yours is, and then see how those match up or maybe don't. Yeah. That'd be fun. So get out your tissues, people. <laughs> I don't know. This is <laughs> gonna be a tough I know one. well and we were even talking about that that leading up to this just like in preparation we were re-watching a lot yeah. of these moments and it, it just had me feeling so heavy because while I'm watching these moments I was just like right in there with Emily processing yeah. yes. and feeling it from her perspective right because because if you look at it within the context of each show mm -hmm. there's always so much going on within each episode that you can kind yeah. of be taken out of it really quickly, so those true. emotions, you know, and you're like in Luke's diner or whatever else is going on. Mm -hmm. But if you're just watching these moments, it's like, oh my, the heaviness. Yeah. Totally. That you're really like seeing Emily's perspective. And I think it's important for us to take a moment and do that. It is. And it's a good thing that I'm not premenstrual today because <laughs> I'm a crier. And I could probably just sob the whole episode. Remember? <laughs> but I have it together, people. I'm okay today. I we think. Were, we were watching the Christmas movie Elf recently. Oh, yeah. And at the end. Oh, my gosh. Catherine was crying so hard. No, listen. I, I always tear up at that ending. It was. Like, it's the best ending ever of a Christmas movie. But you were crying pretty hard, and I just started laughing. <laughs> and then, do you know what's funny about that, Jack? The next day, I tried to tell my husband and my daughter. Yeah why I was crying at the end of Elf when we were eating dinner yeah. and I started crying again <laughs> when I was trying to explain it I was like oh my gosh just ignore just, me just stop. just uh, just look away everybody <laughs> look away <laughs> you need to put this aside to next week <laughs> no more Elf but I, I think I have my I right, have it together, together today okay. Okay. so why don't you start us off with okay. moment number 10 Jackie yeah. kick it off all right, so we went with number 10, Mia's wedding. Mm. So what was interesting about this is Emily was never supposed to go to Mia's wedding. No. She wasn't invited. No. Um, but when she hears that the girls are going down for this wedding, she decides to tag along and go to the spa. Yep. And while they're there, 
Mia invites her when she hears that Emily is yeah. in town and insists that Emily comes. Right, and Emily really doesn't want to go. She really didn't. And, you know, of course, the Emily-Mia relationship is so complicated. And, yeah, you know, at first I was thinking, did Emily have any intention of inserting herself into this wedding? Like, did she ever want I to know. be a part of it? I don't think so. I think she wanted to be a part of the road trip, but not the wedding. I think so, too. she didn't want to face Mia. I, I really think so, too. After watching it a few times, I was like, yeah, yeah no. She didn't want to be there. Yeah. As much as I wondered if she had a curiosity for how Lorelai and Rory would interact with Mia, I don't think she actually wanted to see it. Mm -hmm. So when she was put in that place, now we get to see it play out, how the four of them interact together. And, you know, I think that that Emily really wanted to spend that time with Rory before her graduation. So this was important to her. And we see that she's processing, I think, like, She's looking at the past and I think she's looking at the future Mm -hmm. in this moment Mm -hmm. and trying to get her head around everything that's happened and then what will be. Right. And they have they kind of have that conversation. Right. Which is so sweet. They do. Yeah. So so the wedding is complex for Emily Mm. and she's put in these situations where of course she's being very Emily you know mm, she's still mm-hmm. trying to be controlling she's asking people to get her water who Hilarious. yes <laughs> like she won't really engage with Howard she won't dance with him like she's staging her sitting on the couch you mm-hmm. know she's just being very Emily but totally. you know she does have that little conversation with Mia toward the end of the wedding where they're both looking at Rory talking to Logan yeah, and they have that moment between the two of them, which is feels like very grandmotherly. It did. And they're looking, um, you know, talking about like Rory's accomplishments and Mm -hmm. what she's done in her life and then what they think she has to come. Yeah. And it's a nice shared moment where Emily actually lets her guard down. Yes. And then, um, before departing the wedding, Emily does say to Mia, thank you for everything. Yeah. And you just see that she means sh- mm. in that moment, she means thank you for, for taking care yeah. of them when she does. Oh. I wasn't there. Yeah. So I thought that was beautiful. It is, especially because in season one or two, I can't remember when they first meet each other. Um, Emily almost tries to shame Mia a little bit to say, I would have wanted someone to send her home when Mia says the 16 year old show up, showed up on my door and I let her in. So it's, it's a lot of growth since then. It is. Yeah. Where she can sort of accept what happened. I think she's showing that. And then, um, yeah, at the end they're back at the motel. Yeah. Emily, Lorelai and Rory. And I think that's the, the next beautiful moment where um, it, it seems that Lorelai knows that this entire thing was hard for Emily and not just the wedding, but she's attempting, I think, in that moment where um, Rory goes off to the vending machine and Emily is standing out in the hallway. Yeah. It's so interesting the way it's done. It is. I love it's like it. It's kind of awkward, but interesting. It is because yeah. Emily's sort of like. She's out of the room and yeah. somewhat distance from Lorelai. Yes. So there's still a distance and a gap. Yep. But then Lorelai dives into this very like deep and personal discussion. And I think she's trying to connect as mothers. Yeah. You know, and they have that moment. She says it made me, Lorelai says it made me imagine what it's going to be like after she leaves. Yeah. And they're talking there. And then um, Emily says, I'm sure you'll get through it. And then Lorelai <laughs> says... What I mean to say, Mom, is I know it was hard for you. Yeah, that was big growth for Lorelai, too. It was. Yeah. And Emily doesn't even respond to that. She just kind of gives it a, hmm. But I think there's still a connection and an, mm-hmm. an acknowledgement um, and understanding of their roles as yeah. mothers. Yes, which we, they hadn't really had the chance to bond over very much no. in the series. No, it's not like Lorelai could go to Emily and say, hey, I need advice on how to no. do A, B, or C. No. So. Yeah. So do you think yeah. this changed anything for them? Yeah. So I think just whenever they had a chance to actually see each other, mm-hmm. like really see each other mm-hmm. in a moment mm-hmm. um, as their true selves, that that always took them forward in their relationship. Yeah. And I think isn't it even there where we sort of see that they'll probably 
continue having a relationship after Rory. It's like we get an idea yes. that even after Rory's gone, these two will be okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is nice. Yeah, which Lorelai kind of ties together in the series finale. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I think it helped that they were um, in a different place, too. Yeah. That they were out of Hartford, out of Stars Hollow, out of Yale. That's I think a having really this good point. different location yeah. kind of helps that conversation. That often does. Yeah. It's a level of playing field or whatnot. Yeah. Cool. All right. That was a great number 10. Ready for number nine? Yeah. Okay. This is when, number nine, when Emily suggests that Lorelai wears a tiara. Mm, yeah. Now, this is like a very quick moment. But y'all may remember that this is following a big blow up in Emily's house where Lorelai is furious because Emily did not really congratulate her on her engagement with Max with any emotion or nothing. Mm -hmm. And she storms in, though, in there demanding to, to know why. Yeah. And Emily, of course, says, because I had to find out from a complete stranger that my only daughter is getting married and it's funny because I feel like a lot of people a lot of fans out there feel like that's one of their most you know like emotional Emily moments is Mm. when she yells that about Mm. some stranger had to tell me this Mm. but for me it's the scene a little bit later when Lorelai kind of realizes her big oopsie yeah yeah (laughs) she really screwed up there let yeah. me go see how I can make it up to my mom. Yeah, I a little bit. That. So she tries to bridge the gap. She brings a couple veils over and says, "Which one do you think I should wear? I need someone who knows me. You know, what's your advice?" Yeah. And like this was really unusual because Lorelai never consulted with Emily right. about fashion decisions or about any Anything. life decisions in general. And <clears throat> Emily put out the tiara suggestion, mm-hmm. kind of like. She looked like a little girl. She really did. When she said it. And she's sitting. She's and Lorelai sitting. standing. Yep. And she her face is yep. very open. Her, mm-hmm. eyes her eyes are open. Even though she had just criticized Lorelai like 30 <laughs> seconds earlier, she said, your head is much too big. Right. Well, we know the Lorelai has We know the big head yeah, thing. Yeah. But then she manages to come around she and really say, does. you might consider a tiara. It's yeah. what I wore. And did you notice Lorelai's reaction to her? She yes. lowers her voice to almost a whisper. It's like she's talking to a child. Yes. And she just goes, oh. oh. Yeah. It's so sweet. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like it makes me think about um, these moments that, uh, you know, I've shared with my mother and I think I take for granted, you know, when mm-hmm. I got engaged I brought you and mom to go to go dress shopping with me for the first time. I didn't bring a million friends because mostly they were all spread out location wise. And also I just wanted to not have a big crowd. Right. But of course, like I asked you and mom, because for me, again, I take that for granted, Mm -hmm. but for Lorelai and Emily, they never would have shared that moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Lorelai never would have asked Emily to go dress shopping with her. And so, that felt really big, even though if it yeah. was coming off of a big compliment, um, I th- I thought it was so nice that Emily allowed a little bit of that vulnerability. And yes. Yeah. Well, it's nice when Emily lets her in when Lorelai tries. Yeah. Because we see that so often that's not the case. Mm-hmm. Lorelai tries and Emily shuts her out again and again and again. And it's nice to see the reciprocation, especially for something like a wedding, like you're talking about. Yeah. What often shared between a mother and daughter when it can be is so right. lovely. But right. we know that a lot of people have strained relationships with their mothers. Yes. And don't have that or opportunity. don't have a mother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, to watch this play out, at least they get this one, if the wedding went forward, at least they would have had this one moment of connection mm-hmm. over the planning. Yeah. And you know what would have been kind of a runner-up moment for me that's similar to what you just said when Lorelai kind of opens the door for something yeah. is um, when she went over there to hang. Yeah. Do you remember that yep. scene? Yep. Emily's gardening. She had been fighting with Richard. And Lorelai just shows up because mm-hmm. she realizes, like, wow, my mom has no one to talk yeah. to about deep personal stuff. Maybe I can be that for her. Yeah. 
you know, like Rory is that for me. Maybe I can be a sounding board. And Emily accepts it. You know, she doesn't necessarily spill her guts in the moment. (laughs) Right. But she just like allows the moment to sit there. Mm -hmm. And it's very similar to this one for me. So do you think that they made any progress in their relationship in this moment? (sighs) It's a good question. I mean, I wish I could say yes, but I feel like no at this point. It's Mm. still early in the series. And when we think about other big decisions in Lorelai's life that come after this, like opening the dragonfly, getting engaged to Luke, like she does not go to Emily for advice or to shop together or anything like that. So it was a moment in time Mm -hmm. and you like to think that those moments add up over time, but I don't, this one wasn't like a huge change. It was almost like their attempt at a little apology. It was. Without it was saying, an apology. <laughs> it, it was absolutely an apology. Uh, all right. Number eight. We have Emily wants to buy a plane. Emily. So I start laughing. Because <laughs> I like just saying, Emily wants to buy a plane. <laughs> <laughs> just let me buy my plane, Lorelai. Oh. It was a tough moment for her. There's so much going on. Um, oh, so much. You know what's funny about this episode? What? That I realized when I was watching it is that we don't actually see Emily in the entire episode until she's in the airplane. Oh, I love that. And there, and then there's that moment of like, we can't find Emily. Where is Emily? She hasn't been home. That's right. The bed wasn't must or whatever it was. Right. Um, and so and that's in like the well into the episode. Mm-hmm. So now <laughs> we find her in an airplane. Mm-hmm. Just a place we've yes, never we seen do. her before. <laughs> no. Um, you know, no. and a lot has happened leading up to this moment. This is right after Rory left their home. So yeah. Rory was living with the Gilmores. Um, of course, we all know how that turned out. And mm. then Rory suddenly left, really without telling them. Uh, that was not one of her finer moments. No. People get mad at Rory for a lot of things. Yeah, that was not good. And that's not one thing they mention a lot. But for, that's me, true. for me, that's one of her worst You're moments. Right. We should get into depth in yeah. about that more later. Yeah, no, that was not cool. I mean, I know that. You know, there was a lot going on between them at that point, but you still, it's not something that you do considering <laughs> that they did Mm-mm. take her in and, and care for her. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's not unusual for Emily to shop for big items and no. to shop in general. And that was really the point. Um, right. This, That's like her, her stress mechanism. Yes. But also <laughs> in this moment, she's really being mocked for her shopping because Richard keeps pointing that out that what she does is buy things Mm -hmm. and um we get to this moment in the series for me Richard has been very cavalier in his language that he uses when he's Mm -hmm. talking about Rory's path because Mm -hmm. he's worried about Rory but Rory is on a you know quote frivolous tea party and dar path Mm -hmm. which is emily's life yeah and he really never separates the two to identify why he doesn't want rory doing those things that emily does so in the process of trying to help rory he's just hurting his wife he is and really downplaying her entire existence and this is why we end up with emily on an airplane, mm, wanting mm-hmm. to timeshare an airplane. Right. Feeling useless. Devalued. And De- yeah. I think the hurt has just been building and building for her. And yeah. also with Rory moving out, you know, we know that that's such a reminder of how she feels like a failure, that she failed Lorelai, that she failed Rory. And she she's so yeah. confused about this because yeah. she thinks that she's just, she's parenting them. She's taking care of them. She's providing them opportunity. And she doesn't understand why this keeps failing. Mm-hmm. And it's really sad to watch. It is. She doesn't see how the the strict controlling behaviors, she thinks she's trying to help. And it's just yes. chasing them away again. Yes. She really didn't learn, you no. know, from Lorelai. And I think she's realizing that in this moment. Yeah. And that's part of this breakdown. Absolutely. And so when Lorelai finds her, you know, it kind of reminds me of scenes in a mall which we are going to talk about later Mm. um because she does throw i would call it a tantrum yeah because she starts out with you know she's yelling at lorelei let me buy the plane um this is what i do you know very emily Uh and then she starts crumbling down Mm -hmm. you know into the hurt the hurt is seeping in and then she eventually cries yes 
So this is what she has to go through the three steps to get there. She really (laughs) just to get rid of the anger first. Yep. Usually throws it on another person to blame them to deflect her own feelings. Because the things that she says to Lorelai in that moment, you know, she wanted to say to Richard. Oh yeah. It was meant for Richard, but Lorelai's standing in front of her, so she throws it at her. Yeah. She actually even and mimics. I think she wanted to yell at, at Rory a little bit. She wanted like, to yell at Rory. Yes. Like, how ungrateful are you that you just leave here mm-hmm. without telling us? But r- obviously, Lorelai is always a good scapegoat for Emily. She is, and she <laughs> takes it. She did take I mean, it she there. just takes it really I well. I give her credit that yeah. she, she kind of took it there without putting up much of a fight. No, she doesn't yell back. Yeah. Which was like super, I mean, some would say, oh, you're just accepting like abusive behavior. But Mm -hmm. I think it was mature in this moment because to rise, to match Emily's energy at that point just would have been really useless and kind of immature. Absolutely. Because Emily actually mimics Lorelai at one point. This is why I call it a tantrum. Really? (laughs) She actually uses a voice. Mom, you can't replace the fabric. Mom, you can't buy a plate. I mean, this is like, yeah, where she gets that childish behavior. Yeah. We just don't see a lot from her. Wow. But, you know, so poor Emily, she's feeling all this hurt. And then um, when she starts crying, she turns away from Lorelai yeah. and says, just let me buy the plane, turns her back. Yeah. You know, now she's she's shown her hand, which she mm-hmm. hates doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, then <laughs> she says, I lost her just like I lost yeah. you. And Lorelai says, you didn't lose me. And that's yeah. the end. Yeah. So I just feel like, you know, in that moment, they... I don't know if Emily heard that, like if she mm. really took that in, if she yeah. could, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. Do you think that made you a difference? You know what part I think made a difference is when Lorelai says she was never supposed to be there. Yeah. That's like the key sentence to me. Yeah. Okay. Because Emily feels I'm like I lost her. I failed her on this whole thing. Okay. And Lorelai's reminding her like this was kind of a blip in her life to begin with. Yeah. Almost like. Not that the blip wasn't ever supposed to happen, but that Rory was never supposed to yeah. leave Yale. You know, like there was, it was all this big aberration. Right. And so I think Lorelai was kind of like in a kind way, relieving Emily of some of that responsibility for feeling like she failed Rory. So I do think, I think it helped. Yeah. I mean, certainly it wasn't everything they needed to get out. I know. Then we have, you know, the big scene. Friday night's all right for right. fighting where they get everything out, exactly. which is probably my f- one of my favorite scenes of the entire series. Yeah, because even if technically she wasn't supposed to be there, but she was. She it was. It did happen. It, of course. So in a way, I think I glossed yeah. over that part because it's like, I don't know if that helps Emily, mm. you know, because she was in her house. Um, mm-hmm. Emily did have to take care of her. Mm-hmm. She was following mm-hmm. the plan that everyone set forward. Mm-hmm. Emily didn't come up with that plan. Everyone else did. That's true. And she was just following it. And sh- so I think that's part of her confusion is mm-hmm. why is everyone looking at me as the one who failed? And why do I feel like I failed? Right. And that's why I thought when Lorelai says you didn't lose me and then leaves, yeah. it's that reminder of like, I'm right, right here in front of you. Yeah. We right. just had this conversation. And like you cried in front okay. of me. Yeah. Like we can do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're still here. Yeah. And then, yeah. And maybe a reminder that she knows that Rory will come out of it eventually yeah. and have a good relationship with her grandmother mm-hmm. again. Yes. As they do. As they do. <laughs> Up and down. It was hard to see in that moment. <laughs> it was. I wonder if she ever timeshared it. 100%. Number seven, the spa. This is from season two, episode 16, There's the Rub. Mm-hmm. And we, we referenced this a little bit earlier, but as everyone knows, Lorelai and Emily are at the spa together. Yeah. It was kind of, Emily maybe like manipulated her into going there a little yeah. bit. Um, and Lorelai's, I have to be honest, Lorelai's kind of a brat the whole time. <laughs> and... Emily's talking too much they're just like not getting along and at the end you know we have this moment where things kind of fall apart and Emily pushes Lorelai a little bit to say like why aren't we close the way you and Rory are Mm. and to me it's just it's like so it makes me sad because Emily's being so vulnerable and she doesn't usually verbalize this feeling like she notices it 
and she'll make little jabs about, oh, you two go to the bathroom together yeah. all the time or whatever. But this is the first time she prods a little bit more and she's like no but really why aren't right, we like close true curiosity why can't we have what yeah. the two of you have mm-hmm. and you know Lorelai kind of is just like mom it's completely different yeah. we're best friends first me and Rory you know you and I are always mother daughter first and of course that harkens back to our episode one so yeah. go back and, and listen to that if you haven't already mm-hmm. um, but it was I think like it was so hard for Emily to show that vulnerability of like dancing with another guy out at the bar and having her daughter see that and feeling like it was inappropriate, you know? So this was like really hard for her and Lorelai was just being a pain in the butt the (laughs) whole time. But I just, I loved that she was able to say, you know, why aren't we that close and it made me sad, um, but it I was know. sweet, too, because they actually got to talk about their relationship. It was, yeah. I mean, it's funny that, again, like, Emily thinks the way to be close is to control everything, to put us in the same proximity yes. together, you know, to have a massage together. Like, that's going to make closeness. But when it comes down mm. to it, it's her letting her guard down. Yeah. And that's when Lorelai gets in and starts to feel excited that they're getting close. Right. And then Emily has to put him back up because she's feeling inappropriate. And that's not what mothers and daughters do. Exactly. They just have different takes on the mother the mother role. They do. They have and completely different will. ideas about what it should be. Mm-hmm. And when, as you said, whenever Lorelai's starting to have fun, you know, sharing <laughs> her lipstick. Yeah. Here you vicious trollop, right. you know, kind of teasing her. Yeah. That's what that's how Lorelai can get close to somebody. That's how she operates. And Emily's very uncomfortable with that. She is. It was cute when she lets it in for just a little while. It's fun to it watch. It was. Yeah. And that's why I love the stealing the robe scene. <laughs> yeah. Um, because it was like, okay, Lorelai finally understood what was going on. And she really did put forth a good, <laughs> a good faith effort <laughs> to try to bridge that gap a little bit. And... Um, I like how one of my favorite things about that robe scene was how Lorelai excluded Rory from it by yeah. saying like, oh, she's much too moral for that. She would never steal a robe. That was so smart. It of was. Of her, she had to do that. She did. It had to be just a Lorelai and Emily thing. Sweet. And actually, I feel like that would have been a cool callback if they had brought the robes out later or something like that, you know, or like reference the scene. If Richard got a call from the hotel, it was like, I got a call, something about missing robes, you know, it would have been cute. Cause then they could have like a shared wink, wink moment yeah, together without yeah. anybody else knowing that what it was about. Cool. All right. Number six, I am kayak. Hear me roar. Ooh. Yeah, we could talk about this, you know, for quite a while. But, um, you know, just to summarize it, Emily's been going through a lot with um, this is post Richard's heart surgery. Yeah. So she's in a vulnerable place because her partner isn't upholding his end of the deal. Yeah. You know, part of their marriage. He's not doing his financial parts. Um, nope. He's playing golf. He's wearing a tracksuit. So all of this <laughs> is just like throwing <laughs> Emily. So she has to lean on Lorelai, which is something that yeah. she's uncomfortable doing. Mm. Um, she doesn't usually like to ask Lorelai for help. And it's it's go it's a little rocky, and then you know they have a little bit of alcohol, and some suddenly Emily starts to loosen up a bit. Exactly. Um, and this is when Lorelai decides to tell her that she and Christopher have. Yeah, separated. it's the perfect time to break the news. You know, <laughs> she's got her mom liquored up a little. Exactly. She drop she it. Knows. Yeah. And you know, I think we don't know how Emily's going to respond at first, and then Mm-mm. she seems to realize that you know her old traditional ways for women to get divorced really didn't serve women. It's like she realizes this all in that moment and that Lorelai's independence is actually a positive thing. It is funny. It's like the first time she's recognizing another way of being. Exactly. And that like, well, yeah, that she's still sort of, there's really no way at this point for Emily to break out of that world. Right. Um, But that, like by Lorelai opting out of it. It's like, wow, okay, you did things a a different way and that actually works for you. You're going to be okay. And not that she's saying every woman should do that. Right. I don't think she'd go that far. But like, huh, 
this right. kind of work for Lorelai? Because she's feeling, Emily is feeling her own complete dependence yeah. on Richard yes. and abandonment and how difficult this is when he's not upholding his end. Right. But she's realizing that Christopher can walk out and Lorelai will be all right. She will be. Yeah. And of course the whole canoe, like the whole speech is just incredible. It really is the analogy. I would love to, to the say it all, but yeah, <laughs> we don't have time for that. So good. It's so good. And, um, you know, again, like Emily lets her walls down. She's she's tired, overwhelmed. She's connecting with Lorelai. They're talking about real adult female yeah. issues. And then the next day, oh. the walls are back up. Oh, and so it's almost like worse, you know, yes. what the way that Emily acts toward her at breakfast the next morning almost feels worse than if she was just had never had the kayak conversation absolutely it's so sad you know mom's in the middle of a a rewatch right now and Mm. she called me the other day about the episode Mm. like it's just so sad the next morning to see that those walls are back up like why did that have to happen and it's so true it's like like they were making progress i was just gonna say that she's so uncomfortable in that vulnerable place yeah okay number five Emily says hello. This is a big one out in the fandom, people. Yeah. This is the Simon McLean date. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> I know. I'm going to start making my noises. Ooh, it's hard. <laughs> Bunch of the gut. Ah, oh, like before I get into any of the narrative, <laughs> just the visual imagery yeah. of Emily standing within the huge archway foyer. of her home. Yeah, yeah. That huge foyer and it's perfectly Alone. decorated and she's all dressed up yeah. and the help is gone. Yep. And she just crumbles. Yeah. Oh, just knife to the yep. heart. Right. In her. Yeah. Like in her own home. Yeah. But it's like, it must feel so foreign for her to be in her own home, which is her home with Richard. Right. Having just been out with another man. Yeah. Like, like she can't someone put the dropped two together. you off. Yeah. Yeah. She And like didn't stay. Yeah. You know, like when has that ever happened no. to her? Yeah. That's not part of her life. So yeah, this was, you know, so to back up, I mean, this yeah. is when Emily and Richard were separated and, mm. and she decides to date. Now, here's the thing, Jack, <laughs> like I don't necessarily think that Emily decided to date because she really wanted a new romantic partner. For me, this was that Richard had gone out and found this new life with his new business and Mm. Jason as his partner. And they were going to Atlantic city and meeting Moby and going into New York all the time. And she was kind of jealous and left out of that new life. And so this left her feeling like, you know, I need to kind of, like get my own life too. Mm-hmm. I need to create a new life. Yeah. And the first step to doing that was like, okay, you know, I could date. Yeah. And she was trying to like be independent and do some adult things and stretch a little bit. Right. Um, say hello. Say hello. <laughs> what do I say? Yeah. Hello? And like, she seemed to have genuine fun on the date. She did. This, he she seemed so like a cool nice guy. Yeah. Like he, in a different world, he could have been a nice match for her. Yeah. But, yeah, she just, she crumbles when she gets home. It's not what she really wants. Because, no. again, she's just, like, operating from hurt mm-hmm. and not from true need. Yeah. I think at this point she already knows that she wants Richard back. But, like you said, she's operating from this place of of um, sort of, like, jealousy, like you said. Mm-hmm. Like, looking at what he's doing, comparing it, trying yeah. to match it. Right. You know, rather than just real, like thinking about her true feelings. Yeah. Rather than being like, hey, honey, yeah. you've really <laughs> left me out of your life. Let's talk. Yes. But I hate your mustache. Like she just <laughs> kept focusing on that. You know, it was like yeah. constantly focusing on the wrong thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if she could get to the truth. Yeah. And when is it that she finally asked him to come home? Well, that's the thing. It's like, I, I think this date really solidifies for Emily that this life isn't what yeah. she wants. But it takes her another three episodes for her to be really truthful with Richard and say, come home. Doesn't really. It's three yeah, more. I thought it was the next episode. Yeah, I would have said that too. Yeah, when I was thinking back on it, I'm like, I better look it up, yeah. you know. And it was, um, yeah, it wasn't until episode 12, I think. Wow. Because oh, we need the dog she episode. Says, come home Mm. yeah there's still right they were sort of like you know slowly Mm -hmm. being friendly again building it back up I wonder if Emily 
we're used to being more vulnerable and letting mm-hmm. out her feelings more. Another woman might have called her husband that night. True. Right. I mean, like young women today, you yeah. just like text your boyfriend and be like, come over. <laughs> Get out of the pool house. <laughs> what do you do? Richard's DM. What are you doing? Right. <laughs> but took her a little bit longer. Yeah. All right. Number four is the launch party. The launch party. Launch party. Oh, Jack, this is a big one for me. Yeah, so this like preempts what we were just talking about with the Richard and Emily demise. Um, And this is part of it. For me, this is the beginning of the end for them when Jason enters the picture. And so he's the one. Jason starts mocking cocktail parties and and canapes and all the things that Emily is is about. Yeah. And um, Richard goes along with it. So he does. He he does this without consulting um, Emily, and this is the beginning of her feeling unnecessary and mm-hmm. like she's not a part of his life. Yeah. So um, the other part of this that's complicated is that Lorelai's involved, right? <laughs> um, Emily hired her and Suki as the caterer. So this yeah. is why it gets more complicated. Um, it does I think that we wouldn't have seen the same level of vulnerability from Emily had Lorelai not been involved because now Emily has to go, um, fire Lorelai. Right. And at first she doesn't want to give her a reason. Well, and to, can I back up for a second? Yeah. I actually love that, that Lorelai was involved because it gave Emily an excuse to drive over there at night and talk <laughs> to her about it immediately. She didn't have to fire her right away. She could have called her the next morning. She went there because she wanted someone to talk to. Great catch. Thank you. I mean, she did have to make fun of her clothes first. I mean, she had juicy on her Why do you have juicy? (laughs) Were you asleep? (laughs) Why she always has to start off being mean? Always. (laughs) Always. You have a big head. What's up, mom? (laughs) Why are you here? Yeah, she really wanted to talk it out with someone. That's so true. Uh, See, and that's nice. And if we think about some of the past... um, numbers that we've talked about maybe some of that led emily to realize she could actually talk to lorelei yeah right like, like the actually, let's hang yeah, thing yeah yeah but but she really doesn't it takes her some time in the conversation it does and she's almost cruel at first your father and i decided to go a different way and lorelei gets right mad defensive i mean and, and like it makes annoyed. sense yeah um until finally when yeah, lorelei pushes it her she yeah, yeah explains the situation and you know, so I think in that moment, I mean, we, we see that Lorelai had more sympathy for Emily than she probably ever had. Ever. Because then she goes to bat for her yelling at Jason. Can I just tell you that's one of my favorite scenes when she of the Jason? whole series when she goes to yell at, me, at Jason. The too. dialogue is top notch. It is. Whoever wrote that need to go back and look it up. Yeah. You were amazing. I agree. The writing is so good. People in the fandom don't love Jason, but His oh my gosh, is good there. The dialogue and their chemistry yeah. is just off the charts. He's there. very funny in that. Nine six seven, bite me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, townies, we are rounding into the top three moments that Emily made us cry. Now this is a little unusual because Jackie has her top three moments and I have my top three, so we're gonna. Switch back and forth. We have different, slightly different answers, which is kind of fun. Makes it spicy. <laughs> and um, we decided to leave a year in the life for another episode. Right, right, right. Because, oh my gosh, that makes me yeah. cry. And it, there's just so much there to talk about. And yeah. it was huge for Emily's journey. Yeah. So we're just keeping this to the first seven seasons. We'll yes. do that later. Good. I'm glad you mentioned Got that. Got it? Yeah. Okay. okay. All right, Jack. What's your number <gasps> okay. three? All right, number three, scene in a mall. Oh, just one of my favorite episodes. Love, 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 love. Season four, episode 15. I mean, so I kind of mentioned, you know, this is another time that Emily is tantruming. She's flying through the mall in a rage. Yeah. Um, ends in it's the very similar to the airplane. Very similar to yeah. the airplane. And again, like so rare to see Emily lose control of her emotions like that. <laughs> Um, and then for her to end up in a food court, which is hilarious because she'd never even been there. She doesn't know it's in the mall. Hilarious. Um, and reverts to this childlike version of herself. It's so cute. Where she's allowing Lorelai and Rory to take care of her, yeah. purchase food for her. And it's like um, kind of pathetic in a really sweet. She, yeah, she is. appears very childlike again. Yeah. She's kind of smaller. She's her like, hair is actually a little must. Okay. Yeah. 
she she eats childish food like the orange julia something she would never eat never eat and enjoys it right like chicken on a stick (laughs) she would never have that she's okay everything yeah Yeah, she's like okay okay Uh okay but the best moment is then Mm. when she's viewing lorelei with respect after the phone call that lorelei has about the inn and it several things happen there because she's already looking at her with respect after that phone call but then but then rory comes in and sort of brings it all home. Yeah. Um, because Emily says, I was just admiring your mother's life. And yeah. Rory's response is, oh, I do that daily. Yeah. And Emily's face. Her face. And then Lorelai's face. She looks from Rory to Lorelai uh-huh. w- as if she's just had this big epiphany. Yep. For the first time. Yep. She's realized how much a daughter can respect and admire her mother. Someone and like want Lorelai? to be like her. <laughs> yeah. Like that happens. Who buys monkey lamps? <laughs> she can be respected. Like this. This is news. Yeah. yeah. The acting is so amazing. Yeah. Because again, it's all looks. Yes. They're just looking. And Lorelai makes that proud face. She and it's does. The best. It is. And again, she's kind of like proud and humble at the same time. Like, yeah, oh, shucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To have that moment with both her mother and her daughter. Yeah. And then, like we were talking about before. The, it's like she, Emily is seeing Lorelai, like truly yeah. seeing her. She's seeing her in her as work capacity. Yeah. She's seeing her as a mother. Yeah, yeah. Seeing her in her true personhood yeah. and actually admiring her. Yeah. This is a beautiful moment. So do you think it changed anything for the, the two of them or the three of them? I, I do. I, like I said before, anytime that they s- truly see each other, I think it brings mm. their relationship forward. And then for Lorelai to have felt seen yes. by her mother, you know, that always feels good. <laughs> Absolutely. It does. So that's true connection. Big moment. Yeah. I just want to give Emily a hug in that scene. Don't I you? Know. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh be like, oh, baby, it's going to be okay. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if Emily hugs. Have we ever seen her? hug? I don't know. Now I'm thinking about it. Like, very rarely. I know. I wonder Even what she the, would do. Well, if we're going to get to that the hospital moments a little bit later. Spoiler, uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah. there's like a half hug in there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. My number three mm-hmm. is Christopher, <laughs> leave now. <laughs> I love it. How did I do? Did I, did that was good. Did I sound a little bit like Kelly Bishop? Haunted Lay. Oh, you guys, this, I mean, this was almost my number one. Like, this has just long been a favorite scene for me. Yeah. You know, quick background, Christopher and Lorelai had just gotten together. Sherry's pregnant. He goes back to her. They're, Christopher and Lorelai just crumble as quickly as it happened. And Emily had been insisting, you know, the two of them should yeah. be together as a proper family. And she would, just like a, an episode before, she would not accept that the two of them were breaking up. You know, she's like... Give me one adult reason right. why this isn't working. And then even when Lorelai does, she's just like, this no. this pregnancy should not end your romance. You know, like it's so, she thinks it's completely. She wouldn't accept anything. Irrelevant. No. Yeah. And so we she keeps pushing Lorelai about being with Chris. Mm-hmm. And usually we would see Emily kind of like manipulate the situation and invite him over to the house, which she didn't. She says she didn't, and I believe her yeah, that, that she didn't. Um, and it was so wonderful because we see this protective side come out of Emily. Now, we know she's a protector. We know she is, like, fierce, right? Right. But she rarely does this for Lorelai. Exactly. Normally, it's for Richard. Yes. Because mm-hmm. Lorelai's so independent. Right. She insists on being independent. Right. She doesn't want to be protected by mm-hmm. her parents. And so this kind of thing almost never mm-hmm. happens. And so this is a time we've been talking about Emily being childlike. Mm-hmm. I feel like Lorelai is very childlike in yeah. this scene because she's in a yelling match with Christopher. All of it is totally justified. Um, but then when Emily finally steps in, it's like, for me as a mother, you know, when your child is in pain and you, f- you feel that pain and you just want to do something to end that pain for them. Mm-hmm. And Emily rarely puts herself in her daughter's shoes. Right. She doesn't always have that empathy. Once in a while, yeah. 
but not a lot. No. She finally did that here. Mm-hmm. She finally let her expectations go of what the proper exactly. family is exactly. and was able to say like, Chris, you got to get the hell out of yes. here because you're upsetting my daughter. Yes. Get the F out. Right. That's totally it. Because normally what? she's pushing, 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 pushing mm-hmm. to do whatever it is that Emily wants. Exactly. And in this moment, it is like, it is almost like Lorelai and Christopher are high schoolers again, the way that they're acting. Yes. With the screaming at each other. And like you said, justified. Yeah, maybe not so much on Christopher's behalf. Yeah, but, right. um, but you know he's he's pushing Lorelai, and everyone's been pushing her. And I think Emily finally gets it. Yeah, and steps in like a real parent. I I think we like you said all feel that and want to just like scream it. Yeah, w- with her. Right, and I think that one it's less of like me wanting to cry for Emily, and it's more of Emily just giving me absolute body chills. That's the wow moment we were talking about in the beginning, like when sometimes when Emily makes you just go, whoa. Yes. <laughs> but then, of course, the Paladinos have to pull back on it and make us laugh. Right. They can't, like, let us hang like out. two seconds. In the, the deep emotion for too uh-huh. long. Then she has to run away because the maid Something's is burning, burning down the kitchen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when it happened, I loved it. All right. Number two. The episode when Strobe and Francine come to meet Rory for the first time. Mm, this is epi- season one, episode 15. This is brutal. Is there yeah. anyone worse than Strobe? Really? No. <laughs> and I have a lot of issues with the Strobe and Francine storyline. So this one really gets to me. Oh, yeah. um, but you all know the story of, you know, the scene that happens and the way that Everyone, it's all the adults in the room are acting. And they yeah. Lorelai has to send Rory out of the room because of the yeah. way everyone is acting, which yeah. is smart. Yeah. Um, and then what happens afterwards is, you know, Sturb and Francine are gone. Mm-hmm. Everyone retreats to their own rooms. Yeah. And um, <laughs> we know what Lorelai and Christopher do. You know, Richard's like in his office. Mm-hmm. Richard gets is, pissed at Lorelai. He does. They have a whole conversation. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. He conversation, gets pissed. But, yeah. Um, and then Emily is the only person who goes to find Rory. Rory is alone in the yeah. kitchen. And oh, um, you know, point, this really, Jack. like ugly incident for a 16 year old to witness. Totally. And even if she left the room, we know she was listening to what they were all oh, saying. Of course. Who wouldn't? <sighs> These are her grandparents. Ew. Her other grandparents. Right? Who have ignored who her. She es- essentially hasn't seen no. in over a decade, it sounds like. And I think what I found really fascinating for Emily in this moment was that she broke from her socialization, her hardwired mm. way of... She would never speak badly of another, especially like a white, wealthy male. Exactly. In One of her part, own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, she gets kind of like gritty, a little crass. She actually calls Strobe a big ass. She does. To Rory. She does. It takes her a couple minutes it to does. get there. It does. She starts trying to say he's a pillar he's a of good the community. Man. He does volunteer work. And yep. Rory's like, uh-huh. He's intelligent. Yeah. I mean, this is 16 he's years that... Emily has not called out their behavior. Not once. Right. Has she said a bad word about the Haydens? This is the first time. Despicable people who've never wanted to be involved in their granddaughter's life. Yep. First time. And she does it to Rory. And I love that because. I do too. If she had just stuck with her initial story, you can see Rory's face. She's like, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's a good man. Okay. And when she says he's a big ass, Rory laughs and she loosens up. She does. And they have that true connection. Yeah. And also, I want to say that then Emily feeds Rory. Like, (gasps) this is a true nurturing moment. That's right. I mean, which is rare for her. (laughs) Like, she's caretaking. She's. Give, she's loving. Wow. She's listening to her. Like, wow. This is a true Emily dropping her walls, mm-hmm. being a real adult, a grandmother. Yeah. You know, like you said, like putting down all her expectations of how things were supposed to be. Yeah. And just like tuning right into what Rory needed. Oh. Amazing. It is. It's <laughs> kind of shocking that she was able to do that. And yeah. we is. wish we could see that more often from Emily, of course. Yep. And I think being so early in the um, series, I have to think that that really supported Rory and Emily's relationship and connection. Totally. Otherwise, how could she trust her? Mm, Really? mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All right. My number two is Lorelai's graduation day. Ah, Oh, Jackie. I might start crying. (laughs) You said you were going to (laughs) cry. 
So Lorelai's graduating from business school. She went to community college and and she's getting her business degree. And, you know, she doesn't want to invite her parents. I think a little bit of a, it is stubbornness. And, but she's claiming to, to Rory that, you know, they probably don't want to come mm-hmm. because they feel ashamed of me and, and all this stuff. So Rory goes and invites them on her own, which I love. And they come. Not only do they come, but Emily makes a huge production. <laughs> and this course. is part of what, so this is like leading up to the emotional moment. For me, it's the fact that Emily brings in a camera crew. Okay. And the corsages, corsages, Aww. like, yeah, it's annoying. It's <laughs> like you know, rich privilege, all that right. stuff. And also, it's so sweet because that's her vibe. That's how she would operate on a normal day. Mm-hmm. So it's nice that she didn't just slink in the back and say like, "Oh, okay, Lorelai, you know, we showed up. Goodbye." Right. Like she comes in like full force, Emily. Yeah, of course, the way that she shows up. <sighs> I just love that. And, you know, so even though many of us would have thought that Emily's like too good for a community college mm. graduation, she wasn't it. She treated it just the same as right. she would have if it were a Chilton high school graduation yeah. or if Lorelai had gone to Columbia. You right. know, she treated it just the same. And so when Lorelai gets to the stage, yeah, she looks out and, and looks right into Richard and Emily's mm-hmm. eyes mm-hmm. and they both have tears Mm -hmm. their eyes are shining and they're looking up at her with such pride they're so proud of their daughter and their emotion transfers immediately back to her it's like they're communicating Mm -hmm. through this big room Mm -hmm. and Lorelai just stands up a little bit taller Mm -hmm. and then very proudly switches her tassel over to the side and it just makes it makes me ball yeah it's like there's so many moments that the Gilmores feel they missed out yeah. on Lorelai's growth and development. Yeah. And one of them was graduation. And I think we can all admit that as parents, that's something that you do mm. long to see or you feel yeah. excited to see. And yeah. it's not always going to happen. But mm-hmm. that when you have these dreams and expectations and they're finally fulfilled, yeah. it's such a beautiful moment. Yeah. And to see that play out between the two with them, like you right. said, exchanging that emotion through the big, the big gap between them. Yes. When before she had all this, be- like the camera and the lights and all the distraction. Right. And now it's and just it was like, like oh, geez. Them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I would love to contrast this for a second with Rory's high school graduation. Yeah. When from the stage, remember, she makes silly faces yeah. at her mom and, and Lorelai's like, ha ha ha. Yeah. I taught her really well. And you would think that Lorelai would do that in her own graduation, right? right? That she'd be silly and all that Mm. stuff. But no, she saw that they were feeling proud and it just transferred to to her immediately. And she took it all in. Yep. Well, and I think that's I, why I love that it was important that Rory wasn't there. Oh, Jackie, it was so absolutely. important for I them this to have this moment all the time. Yeah, yeah, I love that she wasn't there. Yeah, they never have that opportunity. Right for that those moments, those like parenting, their yes. little family moments. Right, it needed to be the mm-hmm. three of them for a yeah. minute. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was brilliant writing mm-hmm. for the writers to figure out a way for Rory to not be there, yeah. even though people are like Rory was selfish and blah blah blah. <laughs> but like. No, it, it was, was necessary. The three of them needed this moment. Yeah. And Seth MacFarlane is just oh, he is <laughs> I funny love him in that. He is funny in that. And you know, in terms of like I was thinking about did it change anything in their relationship? And mm. I think it actually helped Emily to quote forgive Lorelai a little bit for her for her youth and for, you know, running away mm. with the baby and all that stuff. Mm. Um, because I think she sees like, wow, Lorelai actually did overcome some hurdles to be here. Like if Lorelai had gone straight through to her senior year in high school as she was supposed to do, would they have been as proud? Right. It would have been just, this is assumed. Of course you're graduating. Yes. You know? Mm -hmm. And I think it was, they were able to be like, wow, not only are we here celebrating this with you, but like it took you longer and you got here on your own. Yes. You so figured it out. Finally be proud of her independence rather than see yeah. it as a thorn in their side. Yeah. Yeah, which is nice. All right, All right. townies, we're rolling into number ones. Oh, what's your number one? Jackie? Okay, you guys, I'm going to try to not go too long on this, mm. 
But my number one Emily is the entire episode. I'd rather be in Philadelphia. So it's season seven, episode 13. This mm. is when Richard has his heart attack and he's back in the hospital. Yeah. And it, it again, I'll try to be quick, but we start with Emily in a tracksuit. <laughs> <laughs> Straight from the gym. <laughs> and I don't think we have ever seen her in a tracksuit. No. It, and this is season seven. Yeah. So... Already, I feel like that's kind of a vulnerable, you know, she doesn't have like her suit of armor on. So true. She's coming in from the gym, caught off guard. They couldn't find her. You know, she's a little frazzled, but she's more like mad. She's Emily. Like, yeah, she's mad. She's mad at everyone who wasn't doing their job. And now she's trying to control the situation. So it's very typical. But as it goes on. You know, the exterior is cracking and everything that's going on. She's eating milk duds by the end with her (laughs) shoulders like hunched over. Um, So I think like the way that that goes through, you know, we see her again, like she has in the other episodes become like childlike and small Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. sort of rely on the people around her. Yeah. But I mean, for me, this one, I just have to, it's a little bit personal. I think that Mm -hmm. we do know the relationship between Emily and Richard is so strong. She talks about them being married over 40 years, but for someone, your partner to be in a hospital in that situation, I think is all of our worst nightmare. Terrifying. And Mm -hmm. I think it's interesting the way the writers play it here where Lorelai is newly married and they're, showing those two next to each other yeah. where Lorelai still doesn't really understand partnership Mm-mm. and she's calling Emily out on everything that Emily is doing to manage um, everything that goes into a 40 year plus mm-hmm. partnership when your partner is potentially who knows um, right? having major surgery. We don't know what the outcome's going to be. No. And they oh. actually did have a plan from the they last did. time he was in the hospital and she's following the plan. Yep. And this is so confusing to Mm Lorelai and disturbing. She doesn't understand why someone would need a will or um, to talk about a social security number. And I feel like Emily does explain it. Yeah. In a way. Um, I think they actually could have done a little bit better of a job with it. Mm -hmm. Um, But I love the way she explains partnership. And it reminds me of the kayak speech, of course. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think... You know, she's talking about the emotional aspect of um, she wants to, you know, she does everything for Richard. Um, she lists a bunch of things that she does for him. I think that yeah. they could have taken it a little bit farther than that. Yeah. Um, because it's more than that. Yeah. Um, because Agreed. what she's doing is managing real life issues. Mm-hmm. It's not that she, you know, is looking for his tie. When you're, you know, entwine your life with someone for that many years, um, it's real when yeah. that person might no longer be there. Emily is accepting that reality and yeah. actually managing it. Yeah. And for Lorelai to not understand it, I thought it was mm-hmm. really cool that Emily could give her some life lessons in yes. that moment. Cause Agreed. that usually doesn't happen. No. And Lorelai is not often willing to accept them. No. And she was slightly willing to accept it here. Cause she was seeing that Chris wasn't showing up and trying to yes. figure out why. Um, and like, is this actually the way a marriage works? Yes. And the older I get, the more immature Lorelai does seem in this scene where she's yes. criticizing Emily for, uh, you know, asking for her social security number yes. and doing, you know, calling the lawyer and stuff like that. Exactly. Um, cause it feels like, I mean, not only is she being an Enneagram seven here, like <laughs> I don't want to talk about problems, you know, right, true. we've gone over this, <laughs> but she also just like doesn't understand as you said how entwined two people can become Mm -hmm. in their lives together over such a long period of time and I really relate to Emily here because she talks about one point going from um college no going from her parents home to college to quote Richard's home um and I did something similar I was married at a young age I've talked about that here and so I think just my heart really connects with Emily here and I feel like she's nailing it um, and, and modeling like what we would need to do. Yeah. And like you said, the older I get watching Lorelai, I just want to yell at her. I am saying, let your mother do what she needs to Sa- do. Right? This is real. Right. Like there's some things I think that I used to seem uh, ridiculous to me about Emily, you know, like calling the maitre d' and acting like yeah. everything was fine. Right. And, 
you know, that type of thing. So that's what was bugging Lorelai right yeah. away. But then, as you said, like she's she's doing the plan. She's doing yeah. what they what they plan together right. in building their lives. Exactly. And here Lorelai was with a husband, you know, like Worthy. this new stepdaughter <laughs> who had barely moved in. Yeah. And like, yeah. what role was she playing in yeah. her life? Like a million things they hadn't they figured had out were no. talked about yet. No. Like whether they were having, ki- you know, kids, any of that. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, by the end, Emily's eating milk duds. <laughs> so cute and she's talking about them though it's not just that she's <laughs> eating them there's a conversation about like why are they called why are they called that? yeah <laughs> which i feel like happened to us on halloween my daughter was like what is a milk dud i'm like yeah. i don't even really know milk dud is hard to chew <laughs> okay i'm like i don't know but they're not good <laughs> what is your number one yeah so very similar richard in the hospital the first time in wow. season one, episode so 10, forgiveness and stuff. Um, so many similar reasons, but this was Richard's first heart problem. Turned out to be angina. Um, and she is very flustered by the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and goes into her controlling mode, right. but in a very sweet way. And she says to him, I did not sign on to your dying. It's not going to happen tonight, not for a very long time. In fact, I demand to go first. Do I make myself clear? I love that moment. And he just looks back at her with such love. He does. In his eyes. Mm -hmm. And you know that he is, is almost wishes he wasn't lying in a hospital bed and that he could do something to make her feel better and loved and protected. And, it's so sweet. I think it's really hard for all of us fans to watch that scene yep. now after having seen A Year in the Life and act- and after Edward Herman actually passing away. Mm-hmm. I think it's really hard for all of us to see that. It's like, <sighs> Richard. That's not how it's going to turn out, She said she was going to go first. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, yep. that's, it's rarely the case. You know, women tend to live longer. Yeah. So it rarely goes that way. But... Yeah. Um, it's yeah, yeah. It shows it's it's her touching true vulnerability. I think for both of them though, where yeah. both people in that position would switch with the other if they could. Absolutely, but they can't. And, and you just can't. have to accept that moment and yeah. do what you can and support your partner. And yeah. they're showing their true love for each other. Yep. And it is. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful little and moment. She does it in her Emily way, like a. You yeah, know, a little stern. Some of us might have just like crawled into bed with yeah. our our partner and mm-hmm. been like, "Oh my god, are you okay?" Yeah. I've just been so worried. And instead of doing that, she kind of stands there and lectures yeah. him. Yeah, almost scolds him. But <laughs> yeah, but in this really sweet, yeah. um, scared way. Yeah. And and I think she was having so much strong love for her husband, but also like kind of an identity crisis. Yes. Um, with what we've seen before, yep. you know, like with kayak and seen exactly. in a mall and all of those mm-hmm. where she like really doesn't know who she is yeah. without him for better or for worse. Yeah. That's why we want to explore year in the life separately. Yeah. They dive into that. So it's, qu- it's a beautiful moment mm-hmm. that I think shows us this was one step in their marriage becoming stronger and stronger with every yeah. year that goes by. And mm-hmm. it brings us to season seven that you just discussed mm, yep. um, with how they were able to get there. So it is kind of cool, even though these two people are fictional, you know, to see that journey for them. Yes. Wow. So that was our top 10, which is actually kind of our top 15. We yeah. know you might have some other ones that didn't make our list. And honestly, we had like five honorable mentions we want to <laughs> talk about. That just, there isn't time. Um, but yeah, tell us over on socials mm-hmm. what scene makes you cry. And let's get Totsied. Okay. It's Totsied. We're like so serious. We're like, let's get I know, Totsied. Right? Yeah. <laughs> All right, Jackie. <laughs> How did it show up for you this week? <laughs> Totsied. Is anybody crying? Do you need a <laughs> no, tissue? Oh Do you need a hug? <laughs> Whew. Do right. you have like a dog or a cat oh. Go, or a child? <laughs> Go hug somebody. Okay. Um, so I think last time I Totsied, I was like talking about it. I was at a restaurant with my husband, but I was at a restaurant with my husband. Oh, nice. Well, we went in to eat and... um. We ended up having to sit at like a high top kind of thing. Oh, yeah. And 
the stools had no place to put your feet mm. and i started quoting jason feel like jason yeah i was like i just can't sit at the bar i like sitting at the bar but i was like i can't sit at the bar there's nowhere to put my feet, feet really hang feet. there's nowhere to put my feet it's and so i just true. felt like jason the whole time i was like i don't know what to do with my feet right <laughs> you know, the be- weird the best part about like some modern bars have little hooks underneath yes. that you can hang your purse yeah genius you know what's hard though when you're trying to find the hook and you're just like feeling around like, ew <laughs> what am i touching <laughs> All right, how about you? The rest of you better write. <laughs> All right, mine came up. Uh, I play Wordle every day, as yeah. you know. We have a little family <laughs> Wordle text chat. I'm a and we send each other every day. Yeah, you're a dab. You don't come in that often, no. but we've seen you a little bit more lately. We, I do it every day. Um, and the other day, the word was ennui. Oh, no way. Yeah, man. Oh, my God. That's kind of mean. Which is really all, hard. Yeah. First of yeah, all, to is. figure out. I forget how many it took me. Um, yeah but can i tell you the funny thing about ennui when i first heard it so obviously that's like a five letter word yeah e-n-n-u-i the first time i ever watched the series and michelle said ennui i thought he was trying to say anguish with a french accent (laughs) do you know what i mean ennui i was like is that that's he's anguish (laughs) and then i realized it was a real word I've known that now for probably like 15 years, yeah, but that's good. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so it was the Wordle word. Wow. Shout out to Wordle. Yeah, that's a tough one. Okay, everyone. Thank you all for joining us once again. And we hope to see you over on Instagram at Gabbing Gilmore. That's two G's in the middle. And be sure to hit follow in the upper right hand corner of your app so that you never miss an episode. Gammon Gilmore is produced with support from Studio 20 South, cover art by MGI Studios. See you next time. Copper boom. <laughs> <laughs>